Not a smile that could make this restless man forget to take his medication. What's on his plate? The Holy Bible, the present day. His mother's warning, his father's fate. His silent style, his lucky day. Out down the street, out too late to a hot and bothered public place. No. Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UFM. I know you're, if you're listening right you're probably a little confused. This isn't the normal slot of when we have our regular interviews, or if you're listening for something else, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. Um, but the UFM uh, had a huge schedule mix-up, or not mix-up, change-up, and this is now the slot for the Winnipeg Music Project. But think, uh, please stay tuned because it's going to be great. Uh, today, I am here with Tate from Ozconscious. Hello. Hello, Tate. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, uh, coming in. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself as oh, a musician. I've uh, always loved music as a kid. Um, when I was like three years old, I like my grandpa was playing some piano song, and then he it was just really sad, and I just started crying. 
And it, my mom always told me that later. She's like, you're so affected by music. And then I just loved it. And I just was really affected by it all the time. And went through life, you know, and I played basketball, all this stuff. But music was always what I came back to. And it's what I want to do. Cool. And so yeah. uh, so what <clears throat> what do you do in Ozconscious? I'm the, um, write the songs. Not all the songs. I'm more of a structure kind of riff writer in a sense. Okay. And everybody else fleshes it out and, and tweaks it. Other people still write songs as well, too. They write structures. We're kind of like a six-person collaboration thing. But in essence, I kind of like began it with like all the different little notes and riffs and things. (laughs) Notes. The combinations of notes that would pop into my head. Okay. And then I just compiled them all. And I'm like, oh, let's let's like play these or something, you know. And then we all started playing them together. Mm -hmm. And then it just kept going. And we just... It's just like a spiral that just keeps going upward, and we're not going to stop. It's okay, great. so you play the guitar? I play the guitar, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you sing? I sing, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told uh, you, that's I'm okay. tangential, yeah. That's okay, I love it. Um, Sweet. So who else is in the band, and what uh, do they play? My brother is in the band. He plays synths, keys, uh, Spence Hebert. Okay. Tate and Spence were brothers. Some people know, some people don't know. Okay. And then there's Jordan, Jordan Schmidt. Mm-hmm. He's my like friend from grade 7 till now, and okay. he plays guitar and he sings. Mm-hmm. And he has a synth now. He just bought a synth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's Taylor Herbarchuk. She went to school with me and Jordan. Uh, she's the same age as us. And uh, she plays synth. She sings. And she plays the drum. And she's an amazing singer. And, like, her and I were kind of like the, the two co-lead singers. And we kind of have, like, this dual, like, harmony thing that comes and goes in our songs. And it's like kind of like one voice in a sense. It's, okay. it's cool. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I have really... Totally not related question to ask in a second, but sure. uh, for people who may not be familiar with the music of Oz Conscious, can you kind of give me like a, a description of the sound? Or okay, yeah, it's like we try to make it like um, we try to make it entertaining and like uh, ear catching. So something about it will always like get you and, and pull you in, and then but there's a depth to it that we want to expand people's um, perceptions about music and life or whatever. We want to affect people. We want to you know we want to do what the people that have inspired us throughout our lives have done, you know? And as okay. ambitious as that is, and maybe as unrealistic as it is, we just, we're trying our best yeah. and we're doing it. Um, but the sound is like, it's like classic rock mixed with like psychedelic, electronic, um, funk, soul, progressive, heavy, soft. We kind of just... Just everything. We just want to just be kind of everything and anything, but still with a unique sound to not be just kind of this mess. Mm-hmm. Like there's still, okay. if you hear our, our songs, they have a, a cohesive sound to them. But they kind of, they shift and kind of morph into, like, other things depending on what instruments are emphasizing something. And, like, there can be really sad songs, like, really, really dark, dark, twisted songs that are, like, kind of, like, scary to listen to. But we like that because mm-hmm. it's just, it, to us, it reflects real life and how you can feel, whole, like, crazy one day, but the next day ecstatic. And it's like our songs kind of, like, like little worlds where you can feel that way. Okay. And can you relate <laughs> that to any other, any other, um bands like is there any I don't know okay, like inspira- inspiration yeah, for or, that yeah or music that can be, it's kind of related that people could like say if, hey you like this band then you'll like us conscious mm-hmm. like what other bands I'd say the Beatles for me personally like everybody okay. in the band would probably say four or five different ones but I'd say Beatles Ween Rolling Stones Pink Floyd Arcade Fire those, okay. if, if you like those bands you'll, you'll like us cool yeah. nice very nice so how did how was uh Conscious born well it like after uh after high school um i was like working a perfect landscaping this mm-hmm. landscaping place and i really didn't like the job it was really really like grueling and then it was weird as i was raking i just started hearing these little these little melodies and stuff and i was just like what what is that that's that's cool and i was like is that original or is that is that just something i'm hearing <laughs> you know what am i mean going crazy? am i just am i just like yeah. plagiarizing i'm just like no and i started and I already knew how to play guitar, mm-hmm. so I kind of just started like diddling with it, you know, and like um, recording myself singing and playing. And then I found I was like, "Hey, you know, I, I accept that as pretty good, and I'm pretty critical <laughs> on myself that's about good. everything." So I'm like, "Maybe it's actually pretty good." Yeah, that's funny. And then so I told my brother about it. I told Jordan about it, and then we had this summer where we basically like longboarded all night because we. I don't, know, I don't know what kind of jobs we had at the time. We were kind of like, it was shift work. We were still kind of young. We we all, like... You're still young. Still young. Still young. 
Jordan and I dropped out of university at the, around the same time. And then, uh, so we just kind of, we longboarded around all over the neighborhood. And it was just this magical year where all these ideas and these, these feelings of, uh, that life would be better than we could ever imagine if we just kind of follow our dreams or something and kind of eschew, not just playing it safe. We, we, we all agreed. We're like, we don't like, who cares if, uh, if a lot of people fail doing this, um, the people that make it are the ones that are are like the ones that actually try to do it, and so we're like, you know what? We're young. Let's try. Let's do it. And so from that point on, it was the three of us. Then we had a drummer, and then a few years later he left. There was creative differences and stuff. So you know, but now we have Jeffrey Laird, which I forgot to introduce earlier. Who's I, I don't remember you saying a drummer. Yeah, like I, I missed two people. I missed the rhythm, the rhythm section. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'll go over them right now. Yeah. Sure. So, so um. Jeff, he's this dude. He's been playing drums for his like his whole life. He loves drums more than anything. He loves music more than anything. He's one of the most passionate, dedicated, inspiring individuals I've ever met. And we're privileged we're privileged to have him in the band because he's so he's so fired up about it and he's so fired up about 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 making the best things possible and it's it's just an honor to be to be working with him. Um, the other guy, Kyle is, uh, has been my friend since kindergarten, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. And he uh, originally was playing piano growing up, but he um, he started playing bass, and he's, like, unreal. Like, crazy, insanely talented bass player. Like, I can't even get over it sometimes. It's nuts. And the combination of them as the rhythm section, uh, Jeff and Kyle, is, like, on its own, it sounds to me like just something else, like mm-hmm. something out of the ordinary, and you know? And so the six of us were just this, we're just this awesome, like really tight, like family almost where we're like, we have all these really passionate ideals about life and the, these things we want to do. And it just, it's great working together. And we have all these, these creative insights together and stuff. It's awesome. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. It's really good to hear. I'm glad you yeah. guys are all so cohesive. Yeah. So we started with a song called You've, You've Got It Going On. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from your album, was it? Leave yourself behind, or uh, uh, leave EP. Behind. EP. Yeah. Um, so, what uh, what inspired that song? That piano riff, the kind of like it was, it's like C, C augmented fifth, A minor, and F, and it kind of just repeats the whole song. I, f- I think I was like fooling around with with that on the piano one time. I was just playing, and then I just heard just switching those notes, and it was just this great circular kind of emotional thing, and then this. Oh, <laughs> what was that? Traffic yeah. outside. Yeah, but there was this, there was a kind of melody that kind of just came out of my hands. It was just there. It was da 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 da, and it was this really beautiful, simple thing. And then I kept that. I'm like, that's really good. Like, I, I, I want to make sure the lyrics I add to that are like, good. they're worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. And I, and I had to find the right time to do it. And then like the time came, like after um, I was. Uh, I was in a relationship with this girl, and then it was a it was a really good relationship. Um, we got along very well, um, never any fights, and we loved each other. But there came a point where it just it felt like I had to not be with her anymore because our lives are going separate ways, and I was giving too much of myself in that sense, and it was it was too much. But it was in a way I wanted to like let her know that. She didn't need to have me in her life to to be the best person that she could be to fulfill her potential, you know. Uh, and I told her I love her, but I can't be with you right now. I just it's not it's not what's meant to happen, um, and you know. And like, but I said, don't ever think that that's something that's wrong with you because you have it. Like you have it deep within you. Everybody you got has it going it. on. You got it going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like as cheesy as a, a, a phrase that is to say, but it was That's like, fine. yeah. And it just kind of like all those like um, the words kind of erupted out of that. And thinking about the moment first met, and it's just like that where like time doesn't exist, and it's just like boom, like what's going on right now? And it just you're riding this wave with on an interaction with somebody, you know. And then it gets a little bit bleak down the line, you know. And you start being like, ah, oh, can I really be with this person? It's kind of boring, you know. Things happen. Like you get the clashes and everything, and then, and then finally, like the release. But then, kind of like the the transformation that takes place when people 
or in a relationship. They kind of collide. It's like elements colliding, and then whatever happens, happens. You know, mm-hmm. you, you react good in certain ways, you react bad. But once you've separated and you've taken the lessons of that, you just shine more and more and more. And like that, I think that song is like, it means that in a sense, but it also means just just to everybody that like they just have something deep inside of them that nobody can take away. It's it's their own unique potential, and it can be amazing if you let it mm-hmm. and if you follow it. Definitely. And that's essentially like the essence of it and where it came from. Cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a very intense story, and I I feel kind of um, weird to segue from that. So I just want how do you yeah. how are you find it okay to, to sing about something that's like it's such such a personal yeah. topic? Like maybe to write the song and maybe to present it to her is one thing, but mm. you you let the song not every, you perform it for other people to hear. How do you mm-hmm. how are you okay with sharing that? I think that's like it's that that naked vulnerability that just completely is it it grabs people and it grabs you and it there's it's almost addictive in a sense because it's it's so real when you're doing it when you're when you're singing that and you're singing these words that you've thought about and you that are really personal and you would never want to show to anybody or read to anybody but you're singing them in front of strangers mm-hmm. and there's a certain amazing power in that especially to make it something that's totally honest yeah. And totally real rather than, you know, whatever. Is, is there like a, a certain point where you know it's too personal for you to share? Oh, yeah. 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 There's okay. some things I keep very guarded mm-hmm. as well. I'm a very, I'm extroverted in a sense. I like to hang out. I like to party. I like to do all that. But I'm very deeply private and I need time. I need time alone. I need to process my own thoughts. I can't mm-hmm. just be out all the time. I need to, personally speaking. Yeah. And how do you know what are the right words to share with people? Like this is this this topic for the song is, is very personal and is mm-hmm. very it can be hard on people. Either the person's being written about or the person's writing it. Mm-hmm. How do you know what are the right words to write down? Yeah, well, yeah, because like if if you're too honest about something, and if you if you're honest about the feeling you had at the time, whether or not that's the truth, because you can have some you can be feeling extremely angry at someone or feel really negatively about somebody and if the words that you say in that time are reflective of that feeling mm-hmm. when you're not feeling that way they they seem incredibly hurtful and like really like bad in a sense you would never want to share those so that's it's a balance and that song particularly I wouldn't say that that one is one that has that that was more like bittersweet kind of like letting go but growing at the same time and um, those were all honest they're all honest things Mm-hmm. And the, the other song on the album, uh, the one before it, She's Loving Your Life, is actually about, like, the opposite. It's about being broken up with. And, like, the anger that I felt from that. that and I think a lot of other people feel. And it was, it's very, if you hear the, the words in the song, they're very, like, cutting. And, like, some people would interpret that as, like, oh, what, why are you saying that? That's, that's so bad. Like, what are you... But it's, like, that's, what, that's the honest feelings at the time. And, mm-hmm. like, like, a lot of music, it's just releasing it. And then it's then it transforms and then it's out and it's not inside of you tormenting you or mm-hmm. something. If people okay. can understand it, it's like a, a healing kind of thing. Okay. I've never, I've, I've had moments <sighs> where I've had like raw emotion and I've tried to put them into a song and then like once I've like calmed down from it, I'll go back and I'm like, there's no way that I'm sticking this to other people. Like this is yeah. just like too much. How come? I don't, it's just like. Well, it's scary. Right? I d- it's, it is scary. Yeah. And when you look at it a second time, you don't really know, like, was that really how I was feeling? Or was I just, like, feeding off the, the mushroom, but am right. I just looking for a rhyme? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, too. That too. Um, it's a balance that you gotta kind of, you gotta kind of be a ham and, like, okay, is this gonna sound good? Like, what kind of a good chorus am I gonna need for that? You gotta think of it in terms of, like, a songwriter with structure. Yeah. But injecting your emotion and your deep feeling into that. Mm-hmm. So then, what is, what is your... I know it can be different every time, but for the most part, what is your songwriting style? Is it more, do you focus more, or have, you can have a balance of both, but what do you focus more on, the melody or the lyrics? I focus more on the, the melody. Melody? The melody, and for sure. why? Well, because you can have amazing lyrics, but if the melody is kind of, like, forgettable or annoying, it can ruin the lyrics. Yes. Like, so if you, have the, if you have the combination of, you know, a really catchy or powerful melodic line and then the words that embody those those notes are something that's just that means something equally as powerful and as beautiful to you mm-hmm. it's just this double whammy of like you can't even stop it you know yeah. it's irresistible 
Mm-hmm. And like I think like some of the best songs are like that. Like I believe I can fly. Just that melody line combined with the words, they, they're inseparable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like a conscious thing of trying to like get that. But at the same time too, I find the best stuff has been like just arisen out of nowhere. It just it just randomly is there one time. Okay. And it, like a lot of stuff, I feel like no ownership over it. It's like it's just there. It's just it floating in the air, and I just happen to walk walk by where it was, and it's just there. I'm like, whoa, okay. And then it's like, nice. It's mine mm-hmm. now. I've heard people say, say something like that before. Like, yeah. That's interesting. Um, darn it. What was I going to ask you about that? Every single time. <laughs> it's okay. Um, sure the train is... Yeah, like I'll be focusing like, yeah. Kate, that's a really good question to ask about this topic. And well, yeah, and then I can keep talking and talking. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's like I really, I just like zone out while I'm listening. Not like zone out, but I get focused on what you're saying. Sure. And I'm like, Kate, wait, what were we just talking about? Sure. Whatever. It's all good. And it's probably, probably not important. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys have some EPs released already. You have the Summer from the Basement and Leave Yourself Behind it. Another then. No. No, we're, uh, well, actually, there was one in the very beginning. Yeah. It was called Other Self, and we made it ourselves. And mm-hmm. we just released it on our Facebook, and it was three songs. Okay. I mean, it's somewhere on it's the internet, but the internet. Just we don't really promote it. I guess. It. Yeah. Um, do you guys do funding for this for these EPs? No. No, all. We not any funding. And how do you how do you make them then? What are you, what's your making process? Making process. Yeah. Like a, like to to fund like the, the yeah. recording and all that yeah yeah our, 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 and what is the recording process for you guys do you self record or what uh, the first one we did the first EP other self was uh, but the second one after that summer from the basement was we worked with a guy named Ron Vermillion Vermeulen I think or Ron obvious he's known as that's his alias okay he recorded Little Houses EP or album actually mm-hmm. um, and Moon Tan's first EP and somehow Jordan was incredible at just making the right connections and organizing these things back in when we were kind of starting and just gestating like I kind of was just writing the stuff and just staying mm-hmm. at home yeah. and he was out talking and making these connections and it was invaluable cool. and so somehow through that he made that and then we made a deal with Ron I forget how much we paid him but it doesn't matter though I probably shouldn't <laughs> should say how much we paid him but, okay. but we just kind of we, we put our, all of our money together you know? yeah. <laughs> and then like just kind of paid for it <laughs> That's good. You know? And also from, like, playing shows and stuff, we get a lot of money. Not a lot of money, I'd say. <laughs> like, we're not we're not really, we're not surviving off this at all at this yeah. point. It's still, we're still working a job, yeah. all of us. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. We hope, we hope down the line that it'll happen, but. That's uh, good. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the last one we worked with, Dale Penner, uh, Leave Yourself Behind, and he was, he did, uh, I think, Panic Lens EP. And then a lot. He's done a lot of stuff. He did Nickelback's first album. Yeah, like I know, okay. I know Nickelback is not the best or whatever, right? But says so you, they're pretty famous. No, yeah, they they've they've done it right. Yeah, that's all I can say. They're doing right. something right. They're doing something right. And so we worked with him, and we paid him a little bit more than Ron, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. And we kind of paid it off with the show's money. We just keep making, just the you know I don't know. Yeah, whatever. A decent it is. amount. Yeah. yeah. That's and we fine. just and we just pay for it that way, and we we want to get factor funding and all that, but we just haven't I don't know we haven't buckled down and put in the time for it. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It is. Um, are you guys currently working on another EP? No. No, no but we have lots of songs to put on them. Mm-hmm. So if we wanted to, we could. So make one really fast. Yeah, I was gonna say the next album you make, if you plan on making another EP, or would you be hoping to make a full length? Honestly, we haven't decided on it. I I'm personally inclined to say. I'd like to make an album, mm-hmm. but maybe we'll just make an EP because an EP is a little bit more digestible, especially when you're just kind of starting off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. no one buys full-length albums anymore. Not really. But yeah. everyone, he's like, yeah, it makes more sense to make a single. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally, and that's even like a good way of doing it. Just like, a, like a, I kind of like how they did it back in the day, like in the 60s when they had an A-side and a B-side. Yeah. And it was just like two awesome songs and people just listened to it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of coming back now. Think so? A little bit. Okay. How, how so? I don't know. I just I've just seen bands do that. Feel it. I feel it. Yeah. It's tingling in your soul. Or maybe I'm just making up stuff. Maybe that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what are some of the stresses of being in a band? Oh, okay. Well, different um, work styles for people, different schedules for people, mm-hmm. different creative ideas for people. Because mm-hmm. it's that's the thing. Going into it, you don't even realize how close you get to each other and how you have to. You're, you're, it's like a family mm-hmm. and 
there's a certain point where you got to realize like you can't just be nicey nice to everybody all the time if there's something that's severely getting in the way that needs to be said and so it's like finding that right way to say it coming from the heart and telling people what they need to know to make to make it flourish and that's been a not a struggle but it's been challenging this whole time but Mm -hmm. we've gone through so much together that at this point in time we're just we're really confident of getting through these things together and working with it and and keeping our eye on the the the, prize yeah exactly the main goal because aside from all you know ego things that pop up because everybody has an ego that's something that is always there too you know (laughs) and it's it's oh it's tough but I understand from being in a band, it's like, I understand why people give up is because it gets really stressful. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's like, what are we doing? Why am I, this This is so annoying now. Like, like that guy, oh, how can I work with him anymore, you know? And then your mind goes off in a big negative tangent yeah. about it, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's just to keep, it's just to keep the positivity going and keep focusing and keep, keep affirming each other and keep lifting each other's spirits and stuff, you know? Like that's, that's the key. Mm-hmm. And just to, yeah, and to let them know sometimes if you're feeling off one day, it's still like, yeah, you guys don't feel right, you know? And then if you're tight enough, you can you can help each other out and support each other. It's great. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Great. So we will need to take a little break in a second. Okay. So we're going, well, we're going to take a break. Everyone's going to be listening to a song called Don't Read Your Mind. This is from your mm-hmm. second EP, uh, Leave Yourself Behind. Can you tell me a little bit about the, the creative process that went into that song? That one was another kind of riff that it just was I was playing the guitar and I just landed on it and I was like whoa that's that's good mm-hmm. mm. write it down that's gotta be something yeah yeah same thing and I guess like you were asking earlier what's like the songwriting process that I mostly have mm-hmm. because Jordan writes in the band Spence writes in the band we're all gonna write in the band yeah we all do it but we combine them um, for that it's like a riff comes up a melody line and then waiting for the right time the, way, the right inspiration the right feeling to pour the words into and then I can't remember what happened after that, but there was a certain day where I was thinking about, what was I thinking about again? I was reading about, um, I was reading Carlos Castaneda. I'm not sure if you've... Nope. Okay, yeah. It's like about this, like, this shaman in uh, Mexico. Okay. Who, like, he, like, this dude who um, goes into the pre- apprenticeship of this shaman guy and gets told about the other side of reality and, like, bettering yourself as a person. And it was all about kind of, like how there's like a kind of like a, a trickster in your mind that you got to watch out for and the thoughts that you usually have are not often true and are not are often like not like made up in a sense and are kind of meant to veer you off the path and um and I was thinking about that and then all these words just sort of pouring out it's kind of like they weren't really like uh very like realistic or like they didn't make much sense really but I was like I liked them because they're very like surreal in mm-hmm. a sense. It was very just like dreamlike in the way that like the imagery from the words kind of came up, mm-hmm. and like the whole song kind of took on the theme of emancipation from the poisonous traps that you can put yourself into based on what you think about yourself, but other people. And mm-hmm. it's like it's and so don't read your mind. Is in a sense don't take it too seriously. Don't don't let it dictate everything because quite often it's just something somebody else said to you yeah. something that's not even true and it's and at the end of the song um, me and my brother we sing leave yourself behind wave yourself goodbye and it's, and that's like the name of the album to kind of like cap off the whole thing mm-hmm. and in a sense that's kind of yeah a, a summation of that it's like you don't have to be the person that you don't like or you don't like in the mirror you can switch that up mm-hmm. it's all a perception and when people get caught up thinking that that's just them yeah, but it's like you can just throw it out the window and make a new one. Mm, you know, cool. I, th- I think that's from cool. what I've read. You know, and like, yeah. I, don't know. I like that. That's really cool. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. So uh, we're gonna take a break. So sure. everyone who's listening, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. My name is Ashley Binyet, and I'm here with Tate from Oz mm-hmm. Conscious. And uh, stay tuned. Just enjoy the song, and we'll be right back. The song is called "Don't Don't Read Your Mind." <laughs> don't read your mind. Don't do it. <laughs> I tell you.
Hello everyone, welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Vignesh and I'm still here with Tate from Ozconscious. Nice to be here. Nice to be <laughs> nice interviewed. To it's be. great. <laughs> good. <laughs> haven't left yet. You know, That's still good. in the room. That's good. Uh, yeah, we haven't left the room yet. Yeah. Um, so just getting right back into questions. What is your proudest accomplishment with Ozconscious so far? Oh, probably either leave yourself behind the release of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that release show was one of the most incredible nights of our lives, in my life as well, obviously. Ours, eyes. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm <laughs> yeah. even speaking English right now. Yeah, that was, it was a crazy night. It was, there were so many people there, and it was at the pyramid. There was, we had this like kind of light guy, this guy who like does all these like cool like fancy light shows things okay. in the background and everything oh wow nice yeah and it was like a really long show and we had a like big after party after that and it was really interesting well awesome yeah so you guys play at the pyramid a lot i noticed is there yeah. a certain reason or yeah well um dave mckeegan who is the manager of the pyramid is also the manager of our band oh yeah well it works then. yeah exactly and so right, it's like then. a home and it's like we practice there and we play shows there and stuff cool it's like a good relationship yeah that's awesome so do you have any advice for beginner musicians who may be want to start a band or are having trouble writing songs or finding inspiration for writing music? Hmm. Well, I'd say don't don't fake anything. Don't try to pretend to be uh, a songwriter or somebody. Like don't try to take take uh, the inspiration from your favorite artists, mm-hmm. but just apply it to your own struggles and whatever you're feeling, whatever thing, whatever like kind of like. Uh, victory you you've had in your life or any kind of like challenge that you've overcome that you're really proud of you can gain so much inspiration from that and that's like the key is like it's the emotional inspiration because if you're not feeling anything if you're feeling bored you try to write a song it's going to be the most boring song in the world you know so it's like just taking those badges of honor through life and then drawing a little picture or something like mm-hmm. a musical picture about it and then just putting your soul into it Knowing like how to play an instrument helps. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, it helps. You, you know, you can write the lyrics. I've actually, I've actually interviewed um, musicians who don't know how to play instruments who also oh, yeah. make music. So there's really, oh, really, like anything you can do, think of. Totally. As long as you, if you really want it. Art is art. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, and everybody would, everybody expresses their own unique kind of art, and that's like the cool part. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, and I think more people should do that you know young kids especially because a lot of kids they get they go through school mm-hmm. and they have a bad time and, you know they get really depressed because they don't have no outlet you know school doesn't really I, I, I find it didn't really provide me that great of an outlet mm-hmm. being being the type of person that it was and um, yeah and there's some there'd be some amazingly pure and innocent pieces of art uh, for us to hear if people or if kids younger people were able to do that you know, if you see like you see kids like playing in like a in like a like a park or whatever or in like a schoolyard, it's just so innocent and so pure and it just looks like so much fun. You know? And adults could learn something from that. It's like mm-hmm. as you get older it seems like you don't wanna do that anymore. You don't wanna just be spontaneous and be uninhibited and everything like that. And young people it's good, it's good to hold on to that innocent spark and you know, music, art, poetry, whatever is like the best avenue to express it. I agree. Yeah. I found that's worked really well for me with everything that I've had to deal with. I yeah. totally get it. Yeah. Um, so I don't what, know what I'd do without it. You yeah, know? Like, no I don't kidding. know what I would do without it. That being said, um, I actually remember what I was going to talk to you about nice. beforehand. So let's just Great. go back to that. Um, why not? Yeah. It's a perfect point for segue. So you, are you, you said that like, you're like the main song creator? I was the first. Okay. I guess. I was like the one who was like kind of first was like hey I got some songs and everything okay and then everyone's kind of just brought in their own so how are, how are those songs brought to the group is it just like hey I have this idea we need to work on this together or I have this idea of this skeleton for this song from beginning to end and you guys just put in your parts it was like kind of a combination of that it was mostly hanging out with Jordan and I were hanging out all the time and just talking mm-hmm. about life and what we thought about the world and everything and, mm-hmm. and then but my brother him and I have been like kind of playing 
since we were little kids, just kind of like singing and dancing and just being kind of crazy being together. Balls, yeah. yeah, we're like we're like best friends too. Like me and Spencer, are like super tight for brothers. Nice. Yeah, and then so it was like that. It was, that was the initial thing, and then Jordan kind of joined along, and the three of us were like, yeah, blah 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 blah, talking, talking, talking. And then um, we wanted to start playing. And so we're like, yeah, I got this song, I got this song. And then Jordan and Spence thought it was really good. I'm like, thank you guys. Yeah, like I was always afraid to show it. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, yeah. And then so me and Jordan started making stuff. He started making stuff on the guitar too. And then I add on to that. He'd add on to mine. And it was kind of like this great dynamic that, that's, that keeps going, that, we're, that, we're, that has only gotten better and mm -hmm. keeps growing from there. Then uh, we had our drummer, Eden. But creative differences, we... You know, yeah. he, he was integral to the band, too, because we played all of our shows with him. And he's an amazingly talented guy to begin with. Like, he was one of the, he is one of the most creative, intelligent, hilarious people I've ever met in my life. And mm -hmm. he's, it just was like, it was almost like a fantasy to have the match work. Yeah. And then, but it didn't work, it, yeah. you know, so he went off and did his own thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, before that, even Taylor was in the band. Um, Taylor Herbarchuk, we went to school with her. And uh, her and Jordan are in a relationship, and um, she's incredible at, at singing, and as well as with lyric writing, as she's like shown recently. She never really was at, be at the beginning. She was mainly just kind of like the singer because she was so good at it. But now she's really like blossoming into that. Mm -hmm. And Kyle, Kyle's just down to play bass. He's down just to do down. whatever. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Kyle's <laughs> just he's just the typical bass player, you know. Yeah. Not typical in like as in like non. Not unique and amazing, but like, mm -hmm. isn't like perfect as, as he is. And Jeff is then the final piece of the puzzle that was missing. And he can do any style imaginable on drums. And he's so passionate and driven. And so, yeah, it kind of just piece by piece, it kind of came together. But it, it started off with just kind of like a really strong desire. Mm -hmm. like a really, really strong, like day and night insomniac des like desire in the middle of the night where you have like dreams about it. We, me and Spence and Jordan, we'd talk about the dreams we've had and they seem to kind of be like the same and we were all like whoa like what's going on like it was very mystical almost it was like it made us seem like life wasn't as real as or as serious as it had to be and it made us cool. stick together mm -hmm. yeah. awesome um now that i think about it i usually ask this question early on but i forgot uh, where does this name Oz Conscious come from where, why did you decide to call yourselves that well we wanted to have a name that was like like would sustain itself that we wouldn't change we were like yeah hey, this will be our name we'll stick with the name we're not going to just make a name that sucks and then change it later so that was the first criteria and it had to be something that was like we could see being good and being like that would resonate in people's minds that would have meaning yeah. but also like um, an open kind of canvas for people to imagine their own kind of meaning into it and so we're like hey Oz. Oz is the prison show. Ozzy Osbourne, Australia. The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz, yeah. That's just a cool word in a sense. That represents just something far out, something just like outside of the norms, but so real. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, Oz what? And then we thought of like Oz blah, 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 blah. Like, I think one of the earlier ones was Oz Mundane. Okay. And it was like, we, for obvious reasons, like mundane is like, why would we want to call ourselves mundane? Yeah. That's what, that was like the kicker with that. It was yeah. like, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. But just the, the, the way it sounded, Oz mundane, it was like, well, that's like kind of cool. It sounds like a cool word. Yeah. Like the sound of it, the meaning, all that was like thought of. But then Oz conscious, it was just like, whoa, okay, hold on a sec. You know, and we're all into the, the kind of like, not a... Uh, not religious in a sense. I guess you could call it somewhat religious, but more like spiritual in a sense, more like evolutionary speaking. We're kind of on that wavelength and mm -hmm. we like to like, we want to know what humans are capable of, what we're actually capable of, where we're going to go, where we're going to be in 100 years. So like, we were like, we liked Oz Conscious because it's like, okay, you got subconscious and you got conscious, unconscious, and then there's Oz Conscious. Like, whoa, the okay. next level. Yeah, and we're like, you know, that's that just one example of those things but we just liked it we're like you know what that's cool oh no, yeah like, it works totally and we're all like yeah i'd i'd stick with that that's cool i can stand by that for a long time forever you know mm -hmm. it works i mean i like it i just um i was wondering where i always like to ask sometimes sometimes it's like a cool story yeah sometimes it's like we needed a name yeah sometimes it's 
you were really wanted something that you could be yeah. part of, and that worked for you. Yeah, there was no real story, and like, I wish maybe there was. That's okay. You know what? Maybe we'll uh, make something. We'll up. think of something. Yeah, one day. Make it up. It's <laughs> yeah. Actually, like we had a dream. Yeah, totally. And something happened. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, how do you balance um, spending t- or spending time with the band, practicing, performing with <clears throat> real life, like work right. and stuff? That's like still that. that's currently probably our our main um, point of debate amongst us mm-hmm. to figure out what's best and what's more important and everything and I've come to kind of realize and I think everybody else has like the most important thing is just the music and just getting better and better and better and we can't just drop quit our jobs and just do that you know what I mean we have to sustain ourselves so it's just like this for all of us is this balance of of main, yeah maintaining contact with the real world and sustaining ourselves having enough money all that mm-hmm. but yeah also practicing Writing, going out, you know, learning more things about playing, about shows, and just and or about anything about like social media. Yeah, filling our heads with it, and uh, we've been really good with practicing. We practice a lot, like two, three times a week, you nice. know, quite often. Yeah, um, and that never was the case in the beginning. It was like hard to get one practice a week, being six people. But if you just commit to something and you just start to like it, and it starts to pay off. Your schedule seems to kind of just allow those things to happen. It's, oh, really? It's strange how it happens, yeah. So if you have a group of people and they're starting off in a band, like four people, the first like three months is going to be aggravating because nobody's going to be able to make it this time, this time, because there's this and that. Yeah. But as you start making more room for it, as you keep as you keep living, that room stays there and it actually grows in a sense if it's working. Yeah. You know, if people want to hear your music and if people want to come see your shows, all of a sudden more time is freed up and that's kind of keeps me going cool and all this going yeah awesome great so let's talk about some of these shows you have upcoming in, mm-hmm. the, in the next month of september mm-hmm. uh you have a manifest on september 10th on broadway uh mm-hmm. what is manifest for those who aren't listening or who um, are listening <laughs> i think it's, it's a metis aboriginal festival okay and celebrating metis aboriginal culture mm-hmm. um i don't know that much about the festival in a that's sense. Fine. but yeah that's that's essentially what it is okay it's on broadway there's like a lot of different bands playing. Um, not sure who else. Uh-huh. You're gonna have to Google it. You're gonna have to Google it. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't. It's probably some really creative poster mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. It usually is. <laughs> Great, that's no big deal. Yeah. So that's this this week. Yeah, this that's that's this Saturday, twelve o'clock on Broadway. So twelve o'clock on Broadway. We're gonna be there, middle of the day or whatever. Just Jamming. walk up there. Yeah, just yeah. just playing. Come say hi. Come check it out. Yeah. Cool. Okay, and so then you have another show. Um, mm-hmm. On September 17th at the Pyramid for Alex D. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's his name. Yeah. He was the drummer that passed away in the revival. And this is the, I think it's the annual tribute performance for him where a bunch of bands play. Okay. We're playing, um, I think, I don't know if the, well, the revival isn't called the revival anymore. They're Bright Righteous. I'm not sure if Bright Righteous is playing, but it's on a poster. There's a poster on our website okay no actually on our facebook that has facebook. it yeah okay it has and those things on it i can yeah. also have that that poster on my blog yeah post for people who are listening on this on the friday mm-hmm. um just don't worry i have mm-hmm. i got you um <laughs> but if you're listening to this on tuesday uh google yeah google um september 17th of the pyramid um Probably should look this up before we talk about it. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. A break. No big deal. And you have a final show. You're actually going to be uh, in Regina. Yeah. A little far from Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, at McNally's Tavern mm-hmm. on September 23rd. Mm-hmm. How did you get a show in Regina? Dave. That's something I want to talk about, too. Dave McKeegan has been such an integral part of us, mm-hmm. of just kind of bringing us around, like getting the connections. He's just, He's been the uh, manager of the Pyramid for, like I think, like since 1991 since it was a spectrum mm-hmm. and he's throughout his 35 plus year career of booking different bands like urge overkill who opened for nirvana back in the day he booked slayer right when they came over here like all these things and it's mm-hmm. all at the pyramid yeah he has this massive list of contacts that he was willing to offer to us obviously mm-hmm. because he really believed in us and he's he's as much of a, a part of us as we are as the six of us is mm-hmm. in terms of what i believe um, and 
Yeah, and so he hooked that up, the McNally's Tavern thing, and we wouldn't have been able to do that. We would have had to, I don't know, just make a phone call. Ma- yeah, something. like and like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. That's probably no. That's it doesn't. Ha- it doesn't happen. Like, yeah, it, it wouldn't really happen as well as mm-hmm. it would if somebody like Dave is like there saying, "No, uh, this band's good. Like, put them on." That's great. That's essentially what. Like, yeah. That's Love awesome. You. Oh, and it's also his birthday today. So happy birthday, Dave! Like today is in September fifth. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday. Is it? Is it? Is well, it no, because this show, this interview is coming out tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, yesterday <laughs> so was his birthday, birthday, but right now it's the yeah <laughs> trippy. That's, that's okay. I know it's, it's weird stuff. when I pre-record yeah. them. Um, so where can people find Oz Conscious on the internet? On our website, www.ozconscious.com. Simple, just like that. SoundCloud, you can listen to both albums. Bandcamp, you can buy both albums if you want to buy it. And support them. But listen to it first, right? I'm all about that listening. Yeah, don't just buy it. Don't just buy it. Nobody does yeah. that anymore. Come on. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whatever else, we'll let you know through it. Any of those other social media Maybe, things. Yeah. yeah. And people who are listening to this uh, from the blog, there will be links to all the social media, so don't worry. Nice. Uh, if you're listening to this on the radio, though, just Google Mm-hmm. Google, Google is your Google, 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 Google mm-hmm. is your is your friend. Yeah. Um. So, with all of your not years, but with your experience with um the music community, especially in Winnipeg, uh, what's your best or what's the best advice you've heard uh, since you started working in the music business that has just stuck with you? Hmm. I'd say just don't stop, persist at it. Don't uh, don't just kind of run around and you know spread all your put all your eggs in different baskets you know like like just just stick with something if it's working and you like it just stick with it because it could, it could keep growing you know there, there, there's something to be said about kind of going off and playing at a million places with different people all the time but really like you're kind of digging a bunch of small holes everywhere mm-hmm. and if you just if six people just dig a big hole together it's going to be an Huge, awesome place to nice play yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like a great time you know <laughs> you're going to build your own like little Spot. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's like good advice. I'm not sure who told me that. Another person, I forget what it is, uh, Scott something. He was in uh, Little House. He told me one time that something that's very important to do that kind of shocks the audience when you're playing is to do something a little wild. It's a little over the top and not in terms of like eating a bat or whatever, <laughs> like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. I mean, like, like just kind of playing like a really like wonky note or something just something just a little crazy that's kind of shocking okay. for people and that kind of that kind of just grabs their attention because if you're just trying to be vanilla mm-hmm. people are going to be like you're just going to blend into the wall yeah you know so you got to kind of do little like maybe even aggravating annoying things but it's just to to snap people out of that ADD okay. fog that I think a lot of people have. Like, is this in between songs or is this during the During music? a song. Okay. During a song. And, like, we're just still learning how to do that, too, because Little House, like, did you ever see them? Oh, they were phenomenal. They were at, they played at our first, uh, actually, our first show we ever played. They were oh. on After Us, and I was blown away. Like, it was Micah Ehrenberg, it was Ben Figler, Corey Hawkaway, and Daniel Diamond. I can know all these people. That's so you, weird. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And that's that's kind of where they all started. Okay. And it blew Actually, me away. It sounds so familiar now. Yeah. Oh, well, Micah Ehrenberg. He's yeah. a gem. Yeah. You know, he's 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 just a just a golden jewel. Mm-hmm. And um, Ben is. I think he's over in Edmonton, but he was too. He is too. I'm not sure what he's doing now. Corey is Corey as well. Like, they're all just amazing guys. They were just so inspiring to like. Yeah. Like, just to hang out with them. They were just, like, the coolest guys I, I had ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. That show. I was like, these guys are just, like, who are they? They're from another planet. Like, where have they been <laughs> all my life? It's just, like, they're just so inspiring and so down to earth. And, like, they wanted to, like, help other bands and other artists flourish. Mm-hmm. And that's what I noticed about them. And I really, like, was really happy to took have that with you. That's yeah, awesome. exactly. Took that with us. That's and, great. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. So I really enjoy talking with you about all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, we do have to start uh, winding up, winding up, rounding up. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Round so, them down. Yeah, <laughs> something, something. And we're, we're ending soon. <laughs> yeah. um, we're going to close with a song called Costco mm-hmm. uh, from the EP Summer from the Basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell me about that song? Oh, yeah. Well, this one's about, it was inspired actually by working in Costco, literally in Costco, in the food court, loving how Costco was run and how you could have like a like a company that was very compassionate and but also big scale in a sense. 
and the feeling of that and how that's possible, but also the feeling of working something you don't really care about and having all these things you want to show to the world mm -hmm. and how the world will just laugh at you if you say them, you know, and the world, the world will be like, no, you can't because none of us are. That kind of thing, and it was kind of like this. Okay, what? What are you trying to say? Okay, okay. Like, where you working? Working a job you don't really care about, or whatever you don't like, and then you have you have this this burning desire to share something, mm -hmm. this this vision or whatever is art, and every direction you go to try to tell people about it, it seems that people just kind of cut you down. They're like, yeah, right. Nobody's able to do that. Mm. Sure, I thought that too, but you know what? I packed in the bags and I kept going at it because that's life. Yeah. You know, that kind of attitude yeah. from your parents, from, from anybody. Mm -hmm. But it was finding that, 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 that unrealistic, imaginative spark within a few people, a few close friends that was just so precious. And, like, Costco kind of was just all about that. It was about, like, working for something, a place you didn't care about. But also, like, how, like, life could be better. Like, a place like Costco is, like, it's, it's, a, it's like a superstore, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, it's not run like Walmart where like the, the, the customers or like the employees are like unhappy with their lives and they're barely even like surviving, you know? Okay. Like they're, they're, they're kept up. And it just, it, to me, it's just like a combination of that, of like not wanting to work, but the places that are there right now, like these big entities, there, there is a way to make those things work for the better, for the good of everybody. Okay. It's just like positivity, but also rebellion. And mm -hmm. that like... That was a big free associative kind of like description of it, but in a sense, it was kind of all that, and that's kind of like what what the, the process I kind of uh, used for my songwriting, yeah. And I think with the band as well, okay. it's kind of it's kind of free associative, mm -hmm. and there's just a general vibe or emotion that carries through it, not necessarily a specific thing. So, yeah. Cool. All right, I'm a little confused, but I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the most yeah. confusing that's, description. That's okay. No, I just. I need to listen to the song now. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to sure. do. And that's everyone else is going to listen to it. So is there anything that you'd like to add or say before we go? Mm, well, love you all. Every, every listener that has ever come to our shows, every person that's ever come out, I love you from the bottom of my heart. You're making life a dream for us. And we want to share more and more music with you. We want to make the world an amazing place the way it could be. You know, and we want to everybody to be happy you know good well, that's great <laughs> awesome yeah well thank you so much for coming on the show thank you i for really appreciate me. you um taking time out of your busy eating before you go to karaoke mm -hmm. to yeah. <laughs> oh and if anybody's down to go to karaoke last night yesterday <laughs> you <laughs> can go every, every monday at the cavern every monday at the cavern yeah, yeah you're gonna be there so. yeah oh also if you want to pop in and just um just like learn guitar you know get a new guitar Come to Marshall's Music or a new on music Henderson instrument Highway. on Henderson Highway because I work there. And I work there and too. I, and, she, and Ashley works there <laughs> yeah. too. We just happen so to yeah. see all of us there. Totally. All right, we need to go. Yeah. So everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This yeah. is Ashley Bignes. I'm here with Tate from Oz Conscious. Oh. If you were really confused by the new time schedule and uh, you didn't get to hear the first part of this interview, don't worry. Uh, it will be on the blog post this a blog. Uh, sorry, the blog uh, this Friday at uh, WinnipegMusicProject.com um, under Winnipeg Music Project. And uh, yeah, now you will be listening to Costco. Hope you like it. <laughs> Oh, we